0: Hello and welcome to BAFTA Podcasts. I'm Shay Thompson, and in this podcast, I'm sitting down and chatting to Siobhan Reddy. As Studio Director at Media Molecule, she has overseen the hugely successful and innovative Little Big Planet game franchise and the award winning Tearaway. Her latest game is the Innovative Dreams. Let's start from the very beginning. How did you get into games? Like where did the sort of interest come from? What did you play to get you into it? Uh,
1: Well, I actually, I mean, games had always been a part of my life, Mm -hmm. um, but they weren't my main passion really. It was, uh, I liked all of, you know, I was very into like music and theater and, you know, playing dress up and movies. And games were sort of this thing that I played with my siblings but it wasn't the thing, I didn't ever. I didn't grow up thinking I wanna make games, yeah. I grew up make, thinking I wanna make something, mm-hmm. and I just sort of gathered these interests as my years went by. Yeah. And um, there came this sort of point where I'd moved over to England from Australia, and it was suggested to me to sort of try games because it was the one thing that brought all of my interests together, mm-hmm. so technology, fashion,
0: Oh, art, yeah. theatre,
1: etc. And I also played uh, Resident Evil around that time and I felt like it was the first time I'd seen a game that kind of brought all of those things together for yeah. me and made me feel something. And um, so yeah, that was, it wasn't a sort of, you know, there's the many stories of people who are like, I wanted to do them right from when I was little, yeah. but I like people to know that you don't have to have wanted to To want it your whole life, you can just sort of stumble into it too, and you know, for me, it was very much the bringing together of all of these other interests. And um, since then, it's it's just um, you know, as soon as I started working games, you sort of meet all these different people, and you've got like the animators and the musicians and. The, the industry itself is so interesting that it's very hard to leave once you start because of the people. Yeah. And then as the projects that I worked on became more and more personal, it was, yeah, it's, it's just it's just such a great industry, always on the cutting edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: 100%. Um, so you cut your teeth um, on, oh, at Criterion. I did. Yeah, and then you sort of went on in your career and then took the leap into starting Media
1: Molecule. like. Talk to us about yeah, that. That's incredible. It's, it's mad. I mean, Criterion was just an amazing experience, mm. and I was there from its uh, during, I was lucky to be there during its point where it was moving from being a sort of a studio that showcased renderware yeah. to actually being a studio that was respected in its own right. And mm. I really got to see a lot of how you do that, yeah. um, and I think of it as like, sometimes like learning how to make a pop song, you know, of like course. Burnout was that kind of game, and I loved it, so proud of it. Oh, burnout but it, so good. Oh, so good, <laughs> and you know, that was like my first proper experience of like, us making something that was everything that everyone wanted it yeah. to be. Uh, and then there came a point after Burnout 4 where I was a bit like, it's time to move on, I was actually thinking of leaving the industry entirely. I was like, maybe it's time oh, to wow. run away with the circus. Maybe it's actually time to do something completely different. Yeah. And I really wanted to make something that was a bit more arty. And Alex and Mark and Kareem were like my very good friends. Yeah. And they started to talk to me about the fact that they were starting this studio. And I respected what their work and what they'd been doing at Lionhead for so long. Yeah. That I just, so it was this really interesting marriage then of the criterion, you know, ship a game, yeah. have the, all the loops with the, with the lion head approach and bullfrog approach to things being very ground up. Yeah. And, um, and that's kind of how we came together on Little Big Planet. You talk about like different approaches, like how has that sort of impacted how
0: you kind of run the studio as the studio director?
1: I think the thing that attracted me to it right from the beginning was we were, we're all very like minded. Mm-hmm. And so we have this great crossover of like we like Uh, celebrating creativity in in our own unique ways. But we also really like people and we like, we're all very different. And um, so we're simpatico in that way. Mm. And so it sort of meant that the DNA of the studio has sort of always been this combination of a little bit wild, but we're also professionals. So we do want to (laughs) get things done. Um, And so that sort of has always been there, but there's also this respect of the fact that we have to kind of let each other Run with the things that we're passionate mm. about, and that c- that can cause challenges of for course. everybody because it means that sometimes things aren't as quick as yeah. we as when we sort of have to sort of come to a decision. But there is a very very healthy mutual respect to, between us all. Yeah. Of um, there's no point doing this unless we really get to live out the passions that we have. Yeah. Of course, with the underpinning of shipping. Of course. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, you know, so that's always been there, and and also we're friends, so the idea of it feeling like a place that we want to be, and we've always been very keen to have it as an open environment where people feel welcome, people's families feel welcome, yeah. people's friends feel welcome, that we have, we always started off a very sort of culturally diverse studio, but yeah. that's sort of now extended into being more gender diverse, mm-hmm. and I think that's always been there as part of it, because we really want to celebrate creativity, and we know that there's no boundary it's human. Yeah. it's It's, you know, and I think that, a lot of that just comes from the fact that as people that's where we overlap. That we have we have a very sh- we have shared philosophies about life and humanity. Yeah. You know, all the big stuff. So yeah. it means that you know so that's been the most wonderful part of the journey together, I think. It's
0: really refreshing to hear you talk about like respect mm-hmm. um, it, with regards to running the studio. I
1: think that as an industry we talk a lot about the hard parts. Yeah, you know, yeah. and we talk about like development is hard. It is hard. Mm-hmm. But At the same time, I think we sometimes forget to talk about the really positive side of like, I don't talk about our relationship as directors very Mm. much. In fact, I think this is one of the first times, but it's really positive. And if I think about the journey together, it is a really, we're still together, you know, and that is really, really good. And I think within the industry, you know, it's we, as if we can't, as the leaders of companies, make them places that we would want to work, Mm. then something's wrong we have to be able to do that and we have to be able to ensure that when there are problems it's not like some magical fairy going to come down and fix it it's up to us and i think that that is one of the things that i feel very strongly about is you know when it comes to things like how do we deal with um you know workers being fairly treated that's on us to make sure they are you know and i think that. I feel very proud of our approach at Media Molecule. I think there's a lot to celebrate about the industry um, and about the games that we all make, and there's also a lot of work to be done, but then it's it, they can all be talked about at the same time. Totally. You know? yeah. And
0: it's, it's interesting that you sort of mention that kind of comes as part of the creative process yeah. as well, because it's not just you saying, that is bad, don't do yeah. that. It's kind of, yeah, it is part of the growing um, and learning. like. Socially, but also like professionally and creatively. Like, how how do you find, or how best do you sort of wrangle everyone's creative ideas, like as a studio director, and you know, make sure that everything is, you know, kind of utilized properly.
1: It's uh, a million dollar question. I don't know <laughs> if I do it very well, but it's um, it's uh, a constant communication process and. You know, communication takes a lot of empathy and uh, time and just trying to capture it. Until you can capture what it is, it's very difficult to finish it. You know, trying to get that into a box is, is is a whole, it's a whole generation. thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um Big Planet was
0: huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you talk to us um about the sort of concept or where the core ideas kind of came from and
1: Yeah, I mean MM was very much formed around this idea of um jamming mm-hmm. and uh the very first idea that was spoken about in a room in Sony was this idea of like making a game about jamming. And that was the initial idea that had been pitched to PlayStation or discussed. And that I think is very much like at the seed of it. And then Dave had made this great little physics prototype. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, if you look at that, it has all of the DNA of Set yeah. Boy. Um, and, it was of, uh, Mark grew up with the Commodore 64 yeah. as basically the thing, the reason why he makes games. Mm-hmm. Alex was in the demo scene. Kareem was is an artist and a sculptor. I'd grown up in like the fanzine sort of community because, and making yeah. all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And I think and you know and then there's like Francis and Rex and Anton and mm-hmm. Johnny and a whole bunch of people who were part of that first year, who were all people who were part of like the maker world mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah. And I think when I th- put it all together it's kind of natural that we would have made this thing that brought in you yeah. know very modern media to those older ideas we weren't the first people to do that yeah you know but we were the people who kind of brought it to the playstation yeah i'm really proud of like being part of that a step in that journey and yeah. couldn't have ever ever expected it to go how it went you know like yeah. that was just amazing and you know Still to this day, like it's it's really humbling when people come and talk to me about it, and they're like, you know, you see people have got jobs through it, and of course, or it's just created a new hobby for them, or help them form a relationship with someone that they didn't have before, yeah. or something. It's just, yeah, it's really opened my eyes to the power of like, really to the power of creativity, yeah. which we believed, but it just like blew our minds, yeah. I think. We tend to think that. We're not creative. Yeah, and
0: I think these games like, are such a like powerful tool to, to bring all of that out. Like I have said, like you know, obviously I'm not good at building stuff, but I look at like dreams and not big planet. I'm like, actually, I think I can. Mm-hmm. I think I can. And yeah, you know, that's, that's the most important first step.
1: When we're young, we're allowed to be really creative. Yeah. And then there's this point where it's almost like we have to become adults mm-hmm. and we're busy. And it's like, we don't, people don't play games anymore. Yeah. They stop drawing, they they start judging themselves, of like, oh, I can't make a little homemade movie because I'm not Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and, but I, the thing that I really enjoyed about watching is people who are in their, you know, late 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, even we've got like grandparents making games their with their, ki- their oh, grandchildren, so actually rediscovering that they are still that creative being they were yeah. when they were five. And if, And that's really cool, you know, like we still have things to express, particularly at times like these, like there's a lot to get out, you know, you just want to like, get it out. (laughs) (laughs) And and I love seeing that. It's really
0: good. Yeah, it can be like really cathartic to kind Mm -hmm. of pour yourself into something and then kind of have like a finished product. Mm And, you know, we talk about sort of making games with kids and it's like every time... um, I've sort of been approached by parents who talk about like gaming and their children they're kind of like oh you know like don't know if I want to let them do it too much I'm just like get them dreams please yep. get them dreams oh, like you just Thank you. you can make music you can sculpt like mm-hmm. you can do so much in it and like seeing what people have done so far like you know it, it's still very new like yeah. imagine
1: what people are going to be doing in, like three five years I didn't I mean throughout. I don't know I yeah. think there was a point we thought we knew that yeah. we after where You know, we launched the Early Access in April, and when I look at it now, what people are making is just insane. Uh, Sometimes when I sit and watch it, I'm just like, oh my goodness, these are like people at home on their couches that before this we had no connection with, and now we're getting to see their work, and that just... Makes me feel a bit emo. It's pretty <laughs> really
0: cool. Yeah, no, and it like it totally breaks down the barrier to entry, I think, for making games as well, because mm-hmm. it kind of can seem like this really, you know, impenetrable, insular sort yeah. of um, industry. And it, it doesn't have to be like that. And that way you do get people from all different walks of life mm-hmm. and um, you know people that might not necessarily consider games as yeah. you know something like an avenue for them. Just...
1: Yeah and we've made some conscious choices in the game mm-hmm. to try and really bring that barrier yeah. down. So things like our uh, tutorials and masterclasses mm-hmm. we actually have the team in there. Yeah. So we have Mark and Kareem and soon Maya and John and various people who are who are, who's uh, who are actually video in there and um we've sort of made some of those choices to be like not everything needs to be like a voice actor. Yeah. In fact, I want people to see people like them. I yeah. want it to I just want people to know it's made by humans. Yes. Because I think I want we really wanted to democratize it to make sure people knew that it it is a medium like anything else yeah. if, and for us, the idea of you don't actually have to go on to do it professionally. Yeah. You can just do it for a hobby.
0: Because I think that's an important part of like representation as well. Like, even if somebody ne- doesn't necessarily want to uh, take it on as a career, like just doing it as a hobby. I think mm-hmm. like a lot of like young girls, for example, fall out of playing games. At, mm. Like I think they said it was like seven years old. They kind of yeah, it ends up becoming like a boys thing, and then yeah. from there they just kind of stop. But I think if you know they know that human beings from all different walks of life from all different genders and kind have of made these games like mm-hmm. that, that's a real real big Oh, It's part. so
1: important because it's just there's just so much wrong with how young girls are um, the the sort of the perceptions that are put in front of them of what technology is yeah. and it still is very much deemed like the male domain yes. and that's just such BS like yeah. I think that for me it's I love examples like the Game Designer yeah. Awards and the Breakthrough Brits, and generally what BAFTA does to try and really make sure yeah. that it's pushing towards diversity, because it's hugely, hugely important. It's a process. Like,
0: yeah. it's, I'm not expecting things to be like fixed tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, like, do you think that the issue of representation? How can? How best can we address the issue of representation? I
1: think it's um, very much like. Um, There's big parts of the games industry which are incredibly progressive Yes, and that aspect of the games industry I'm really really proud of Mm. and I think that lots of people are working hard to think about it. The first thing is to think about it, to just be aware that we have to think beyond ourselves and we have to sort of think about our audiences and we have to think about, you know, um, ensuring that we are, we are, we're, we're sort of building, a, we're building projects and building communities that welcome everybody. Yeah. And that takes some self-reflection and education mm-hmm. of just like, how do we speak to different audiences? Yeah. I yeah. had this one time with one of our artists who's just the most wonderful person. Mm-hmm. And I asked him why every character he drew was a boy. Yeah. And because like we so every now and then like it would be any character, like yeah. a banana or a pear or a da da it always end up being Mr. Banana or yeah. Mr. Pear. And I just, just drive me yeah, bananas. Yeah. Uh, and I when I spoke to him, he was just like, I'm just drawing what is in my head. And it made me think, uh, that's the thing we have to change. Yeah. And now we are much better at asking the question of like, OK, what are we trying to do with this? Or who is this character? Who is Mr. Banana, yeah, you know? Yeah. And instead of it being like only characters with little children were women, it just, you know, you realize yeah. there's just all this unconscious yes. bias and we exactly absolutely, that. you know, have to like yeah. just recognize that as people, that totally. we have that. So I think that like that, that 100% has to happen and is happening in lots of areas, but, I think then there's sort of aspects beyond the games industry's control of things like ensuring that there is a continued push in education to not so to, to to not make those general assumptions yeah. that like technology is for boys and yeah. some, you know cooking is for girls and I'm sure it's not that binary yeah. but what I mean is we're still not seeing the the change in the funnel of education. Yeah. So if I look at the CVs that we're getting, we're still not seeing young women are sort of attracted to the computer science degrees and various different yeah. other. So for me, it's like still to like dig into why, mm-hmm. what is happening and not be lazy. Yeah. I think people just can be lazy and it's like actually the games industry is a part of the modern media. Yeah. It's very important and uh, it's on us if we're lazy. So you know what, To just work, we've got to do it. 100%.
0: Well, anyway, yeah. thank you so much for chatting with me today. Okay. It's been a very eye-opening. Thank you so thank much. You. I really appreciate well, thank it. you very much. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you can listen to previous BAFTA sessions and podcasts at guru.bafta.org. Many thanks to my guest, Siobhan Reddy, and thanks to you for listening.